Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday! Happy May as well, which is Mental Health Month. Um, Even though we should strive to keep our mental health in check all year long, 24-7, 365. Let's take some time in May and really hone in on that. And with that being said, Sunshine Steven is back. I I I feel bad that I left for a while. So for the month of May, I am going to be releasing at least two episodes every Wednesday. Helping with your mental health, talking to some great people about mental health. It's going to be great. And that brings me to today's guest, who is Jules, who is an amazing woman with an inspirational story, a award-winning book. Um, so we're going to talk about that, a little bit of childhood, and the feminineness of it all. And it's, it's just going to be great. It's a great chat. So let me shut up and get into it. Thank you, new friend, for joining me on the Sunshine Steven podcast. Jules, how are you today? Uh, I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We were chatting before this about this heat. So I'm sure everybody in the world can (laughs) (laughs) acknowledge this heat wave is not very fun right now. Hopefully it'll it'll simmer down a little bit over there. But uh, (laughs) I'm going to pass it over to you to kind of introduce yourself. I don't want to butcher anything. You know you better than anybody else, who you are, what you're about. And then we're going to talk about your life story and everything like that. So take it away. All right. Sounds great. Well, first off, I'm Jules. Um, I am, uh, I, I, I proclaim I'm a woman who's lived two lives. You know, the first portion of my life was alcoholism and, you know, toxic parenting and just everything that comes along with that. You know, and the second part is, sobriety and purpose and the ability to reach other people because of my first life experiences. So that is pretty much me in a nutshell, but there's a lot of little sprinklings along the way. No, definitely. And I, I, we can sprinkle over to whichever sprinkling you want to. I know (laughs) um, you have a book as well. We could talk about that. Um, I guess if you want to However you seem fit to start your store, if you talk about your first life or the turning point, what that was like, um, the floor is yours. And then if I have any questions, because I'm nosy, I'll I'll dive in there as well. (laughs) Perfect. Well, you know, just let's do a screenshot, you know, a little background here. If you I was born in the 70s and during this time, you know, we are talking women in general did not have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was um, expected that, you know, they were married, that if they had children, they they would be, you know, co-parenting with their with their husbands. I mean, it was just very. Just, just very old school belief yeah. system. And the resources were also very limited as well. You know, we didn't see pamphlets like, you know, like domestic abuse or alcoholism. We just, you just didn't see that stuff. It was kind of like that, you know, what happens in this household stays behind the closed door. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my mom, I, I want to believe did the best 
of what she had, right? right? Which used to infuriate me. Just even that saying used to really just really upset me. Um, and so I was born and raised in the Midwest and it's very prevalent for alcohol and alcoholism. You know, we were definitely, a, you know, a blue collar type of family. My dad was a laborer and my mom worked as a secretary. I mean, we just made ends meet. You know, there was nothing spectacular, you know, and um, and my father did have the disease of alcoholism. And knowing now, looking back, um, I have great uh, empathy for him in having to make decisions that he made as this head of household. Hmm. And there was one evening where, you know, he's in a drunken stupor. Um, he, you know, he comes home and he's at his wits end. I mean, it's, 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 it's just this devastation of existence. And his best answer was to attempt a family suicide. Hmm. And so to be at that level, I've been at some pretty rocky bottoms and I can say how I can understand that would be the best way. That would be the best option that I had. So I definitely, you know, emphasize with it. And I'm grateful that, you know, nobody did die that night. You know, we all, you know, split in our separate ways, but you know, that really got me, you know, spinning in a whole different world, right? right? Like, you know, then we we moved into another family and it was really a big family. I got lost in that. That family was very uh, dysfunctional. There was a lot of incest. There was a lot of uh, just like, um, just that toxic parenting that I spoke of. Right. And, you know, you, you, you take a little girl and you, you have her go through these sorts of scenarios. And what happens is it just keeps getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down. Cause you know, on the outside, I just have to be smiling. You're the pretty yeah. little girl and that's what's expected of you, right? right? The innocent child. Okay. BS what's happening on the inside is that I've got all these emotions and I don't know what to do with them. And so what starts happening is I start to like implode. Mm. I start having these outbursts. I start having these rage. I mean, so now I'm becoming like this outcast. Now, if we catapult this into teenage years let's again sprinkle shall we say yeah <laughs> some of the hormones that take place and the pressures of being a teenage girl now we have now moved to california so it's a whole new world for me and but what's happening is that rage now is it starting to turn into determination and so what has happened is you know, the family ultimately gets a divorce. It's dissolved. We move back to the Midwest um, for some conveniences of the family. And I start ninth grade and I am a handful, right? I'm promiscuous. I'm drinking. I'm smoking. I mean, I'm just because I'm that determination. Right. Like if anybody's going to live this life, it's going to be me. Right. And so, um, you know, I enrolled in the in the high school there and and uh, like the first quarter or whatnot, the, you know, you go in and you meet with a counselor and, you know, he pretty much said to me, he said, you know, Jules, um, we just really don't think you're going to be very successful here. Like, cool. <laughs> Great. Right. And he says, you know, there are other avenues to get your high school diploma. And at this age and with this mindset, I was like, bring it. Yeah. And so I dropped out in ninth grade. And that's where I became an adult. Wow. With childhood 
life skills. But man, <laughs> I was determined. Yeah. I was determined. That is a hard <laughs> thing to yeah. do. And sorry to hear all that as well, too. But I mean, a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Do you know the date that your father came home that day? Do you know what age you were around that time? Yes. I was about six or seven. Gosh, that's. Yes. You know, because now I look at little six or seven year olds and I'm like, oh my God, they're so interesting. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like uh, people that I've talked to and thinking back to even some of my childhood trauma and bullshit that I've had to go through. It's like, look, I'm like, how did. I even at 16 or 12 or six or anything like these are babies. Like we should protect them at all costs. Right. Like, and it, it stinks that anybody, including yourself has to go through that um, for sure. So where did that lead you next after you dropped out? Cause oh gosh, ninth grade, you're 14, I'm, 14. Yeah. I was about to say <laughs> like 13 or 14. Like I don't even have a driver's license. Yet. Yeah. I was about to say, how do you even drive to go? anywhere? Like, I don't, that tells you how resourceful I was. Right. right? Um, you know, pretty much that rage that then turned to, you know, that determination, of course, I'm a complete outcast in high school. And so there are other outcasts like me. I mean, I was one of the girls at the smoker's corner. And so I, you know, one of them had had pretty much the same scenario and I moved in with her, you know, and, and this started the process of 19 years of trying to get my feet underneath me, mm. you know, but what little did I know at the time, the, the alcohol I was drinking, as bizarre as this sounds, I didn't know it was a problem. Right. I just saw that I, damn it. I just can't, I just can't get the upper hand. You know, right. I'd been called the, the black sheep and, and I really just subscribed to that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the dogma of what I had been told. And so, um, I, and so I'm just like, well, I'm going to keep doing it until something works. Right. And that's what that was is, is, you know, 19 years of like bouncing from relationship to relationship. And you were just so, trying to survive. And exactly. <laughs> you're like, and tomorrow will be my day, right? <laughs> exactly. I just have to do fill in the blank, right? That 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 obsession and also that insanity that doing the same thing over and over is going to give me a different result. Right. But again, I didn't even know I there was something wrong with my wiring. We didn't talk about that. You know, the disease of alcoholism. That's that's. That's the way I think and perceive things. And it was just never brought up, you know? And so I I actually, you know, people would think, oh, she's going and she's partying and she's got this freedom. And baby, all I was trying to do in currency, my currency was sex. So sex was my currency and I could then become this chameleon. Mm -hmm. And so I'd meet whoever this was and become whoever they needed me to be. And ultimately, I would move in with them. I would start a new job. I would enroll in the college. And I would start to, again, try to get my feet underneath me. So when I was, you know, piecing this whole timeline together, the last three years, I literally had to pull out my tax returns to see where I had been. I mean, like, blackouts are real, you know, and they are for a reason. Yeah. And, but I had moved... 13 times in three years 
That's like once every quarter. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> but that right there was my cycle. Mm. The cycle from the beginning to the end, to the beginning to the end. And it's insanity. And the the bottoms, you know, there for me, there wasn't just one. There was probably about three of them. Um, it's amazing what the human will will do, especially if it's trying to survive. Right. And that's kind of how I started life was learning how to survive because I couldn't even trust my parents, the people right. who are supposed to love and nourish me, you know, and nurture me and teach me these skills. Well, those are the people I had to defend myself from. Mm. So it, it it's it's amazing to see the amount of power that someone has. We always hear you're stronger than you think, right? Right. That's true. That's so true. It's definitely, I can see too, again, being at such a young age and even now kids, like you turn to your parents, you think, well, they're here to protect me. They have the answers. Like, so you remove that factor and then you're on your own. Yeah, you're going to spiral and try to make the best of it and um like you said it's a disease that's one thing that I wish people did realize more you know alcoholism drug abuse everything like it's it's not like oh I'm done with this now I'll, I'll never touch it again exactly if it was that easy it wouldn't be a thing <laughs> like, <laughs> totally it totally yes uh, so what was the turning point for your second life to say you know what <laughs> pulled out those probably those tax returns that it's like oh I did live there interesting how did that start to shift for you to say you know what I've had enough let's let's move on to a different new better opportunity in life you know I would love to say I had that moment but I didn't oh no I again I didn't know I didn't know what the problem was I just thought I was making bad decisions I had no idea and so the, the pivotal point between one and two is I was, um, I was, I was living in Texas. Um, I was dating a woman living with her and her friends. Um, we were in the backseat of a car and I had nonchalantly thrown out the words like with no intentions. I just wish I didn't drink so much. And those two people in the front seat, they were both in recovery. One was in recovery from, for pills and the other one was Al-Anon. And it was like, this is the spiritual moment that took place, right? right? We hear about burning bushes and that kind of stuff, but this is really where it happened because again, it's like, I don't even realize the magnitude of what I've just said, but within a 30 minute window, I'm walking into this really disgusting meeting hall with like smoke on the walls and crotchety people and in just every walk of life that is not my walk of life. Right. You know, that's one thing about an alcoholic. You're like, oh no. Right. You know, as you as you sit there in the gutter with your your, you know, your fucking martini glass. Right. I mean, you're just so <laughs> delusional that there is a problem here. <laughs> right. And I sat in that cold metal chair. And I really had no idea why we were really there. Mm-hmm. But there was something that shifted because tears came to my eyes for the first time in probably like eight to 10 years. Oh, wow. I mean, I hadn't cried in ever. 
I mean, we hear people, I don't cry, I don't cry. And then they don't. <laughs> right. And, I, and that, that was certainly the case. And so I sat in that cold metal chair that hour and, you know, I just remember there were a lot of people, but there was also a lot of not, there was a lot of understanding in the mm-hmm. room. You know, they weren't too touchy, handsy, feely. They weren't too like kissy, get in my face. They were just like, (laughs) here's a packet. Here's some phone numbers. If you want a drink, call the one on the top. If you can't get to her, call the second one, third one, fourth one, fifth one, you know? And so it's exactly what I did. And, And then I went to the meeting the next day and the next day. And so as you just, we we were joking, you know, that people don't understand this is a disease, Right. right? So here I am. Now we have this raging alcoholic, literally raging, and we've taken away the solution. I no longer drink. I'm no longer drugging. Now I am as raw as raw can be. Mm. So shit's coming up that I haven't seen in years. And so, but I'm not taking a drink. I'm going back into that room. I was completely inappropriate a good chunk of my first year. I mean, talk about when they say, we will love you until you love yourself. I mean, they must have, they were ready to chew that and swallow that once they were, you know, like once they were like, we're never going to say that again. Right. They're like, we <laughs> like, now change the rules. <laughs> yeah. oh, she's a mess. But they, you know, it was the women who said, you know, Jules, we'll see you tomorrow. And I hadn't, I hadn't heard that in a long, long time. And it was the women who gave me a hug, no matter what I looked like or what I was feeling. God, feelings were so unbearable. Everything was just blown out of proportion. I could, I could look at somebody in, in a car next to me and come up with this whole delirious story, you know? And they're, I mean, they didn't even they glanced at me or looked at the red light. I mean... I was so hyper emotional, but you know, day after day after day, I kept going. And it was that love that I found in the rooms from the complete strangers who totally knew what it felt like to be in my shoes. It's, it, it's unbelievable to look back at it. It seems like it, that and beautiful too, because again, going back to like, you didn't have your parents, you were kind of on your own. You're like, can somebody care enough <laughs> to say, yeah, I'll right. see you tomorrow? Like, That's I care. Yeah. Yeah. It, it right? is monumental. I'm sure it was such a thing for you. And yeah. so, do you, did that continue? Like, do you still go to meetings and stuff? Cause I have some friends that they're like, oh, I don't care how long it's been. I still go. I still keep in contact because, again, it's a disease. It doesn't just go away. No, no, <laughs> so, how has that been since that? beginning period of time the beginning of period of time I got now I got um sober in 07 so right around 15 years now so those first I mean the way I see it is like those first three years I needed that meeting I needed that meeting to show me that life is not against me right I needed those years to physically get clean mentally and and then spiritually you know, like to be able to connect with something loving, right? And so like that, that took some rigorous work, you know, that honesty we hear about. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I stayed 
very, very, very attached to the rooms. I moved overseas, for instance, and, and became, you know, one of the servants there and, and brought books back to the States or back to, uh, back to um, Switzerland, you know, from the States. And so I got to really just be of service and see things that I would have never had an opportunity to in, in you know, in before prior, recovery. Yeah. So, um, and, and, you know, so there's like this ebb and flow now, you know, like, um, because what I, you know, I've gone off on, on spiritual um, explorations, right? That's, that's the cool thing is your mind now, well, my mind is, it's, it, it will settle down. Right. <laughs> it will stop chattering. Which is nice. If I teach it, right? Right. And so I can really take in other things. Like, you know, I learned how to meditate, for instance, Deepak Chopra. He was one of my gurus forever. Um, and then I, I saw there was a 21-day meditation challenge in a journal, a yoga journal magazine, I signed up for that. You know, it was almost like my brain, my spiritual self needed to be fed too. And so then I went on that journey, right? So my meetings would, you know, be five days a week or seven days a week, and then they'd go down to three or, you know, there are times when, um, you know, I'm um, in different countries, you know, cause I get to travel now. And so I'll go to, you know, <laughs> I went to one, boy, to try to find a meeting like in in like the Bahamas or oh, yeah. oh, people yeah. do not go there to get to sober. Go to, yeah, I was going to say, it's usually <laughs> the opposite, but. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so you're like knocking on this door, right. you know, but it, it, you know, it's your room. You know it. When you walk in there, you're like, okay. But I can I mean, breathe. So, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, in fact, I'm attending a meeting after we're done here. Oh, lovely. You know, so because now it's like I have. I have this almost like I have the cure for cancer in a sense. I cannot sit here and hold it. That's so, that's not how this works. Right. right? And so it's, and it's even not even just in recovery. It's just even what we're doing right now, like sharing a little bit of hope that things can change even at the darkest times. Right. So, yeah. So that yeah. leads me, so definitely with what you're doing, it brought you to write a book. So I want to give you the platform to talk a little bit about that and plug it a little bit. I'll be sure to put the links down. So yes, for the listeners, let us know what the book is about and how you came, how that came about, I guess. You know, with a story like mine, I have to say, when you tell anybody, <laughs> they will say, girl, you need to write a book. <laughs> And I was so tired of hearing this. Um, I guess. And, actually, <laughs> and so it actually in meditation once I, it was, I was kind of like roaming around and the title came to me, you know, and it's the making of a woman from the inside out. And so, you know, I chew on it, you know, for me, I am guided by bits and pieces and so it's like, it'll come to thought and then it'll just kind of be resonating off on the side. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I, I'm able to navigate. And so um, it was actually when COVID started, right? The grand lockdown. Yep. I have never experienced That's how this it. show started. So right? I totally exactly. get that. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, well, you know, and everything was virtual. So then I didn't actually have to go and talk to anybody and and so, you know, previously I was able to actually put that timeline together, which was a huge feat because there were so many areas that I couldn't piece together. So, and then it just as source does, 
you know, like I contacted this person who said, you know what, talk to my friend, this person, la, 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 the map went about. And that's when I met Marlena. And Marlena is also somebody who has a lot of experiences personally that she could understand. Um, And so the cool part of it is like, if I gave a, a situation, she had a beautiful way of putting the words to it. I'll be like, yes, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, but one of the things I didn't want to do is I did not want to put any more trauma back out into the world. Mm. I did not, that was not the purpose of my book. And so we really sat down and thought, you know, how do people connect Yes, we connect through, you know, emotions and, you know, those sorts of things in, in situations. But in what it really narrowed down to is that language of the heart. So when I go to that level, if I say to you, a heartbreak, a heartache, you totally know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Whatever that picture looks like for you, we have that common language. Right. And so what we did is as we went through that timeline, we used various scenarios, of course, but we really continued to stay on that track of those common languages, because that's what I've been taught, focus on the similarities, right. and that's something that's constant. And so um, we, we, we were able to, via Zoom, <laughs> um, we were able Technology. to- Technology. Yes, yes. <laughs> We were able to put her together in six months. Oh, that's amazing. So, I mean, COVID was was brilliant for the time management that I was allowed. I would have never had that much time oh, to, yeah. to do this. And, um, and then, you know, we then really just started this promotion aspect of it. But the cool thing was, is that my main goal was to, I just, oh. I wanted to reach the girl in the back of the room. That's really what I have been that girl. Even after recovery, I have been that woman who will stand in that big crowd looking like them on the outside and not feeling connected to one of them on the inside. And that is the loneliest, terrible feeling. And so that is who as we wrote this, that's who I continued to focus on was her. Because if I looked at this mass media of writing a book, I mean, I, it was overwhelming. So we just continued to think about that. And so as the book got out, got in people's hands, that's what I'm thinking this, you know, I'm going to talk with other women. Then I'm getting feedback from, you know, moms saying, this is why my daughter does this, da, 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 da. Or husbands with their wives saying, you know, this is why my wife is doing this. It was, I mean, it was just, it was in all these areas that I had no idea would touch, you know? Um, And, and so, and also parts of this story as I've evolved, you know, the cool thing is, is like all of the things that were once seen as negatives Mm -hmm. have become now my strengths. So for instance, I think it's even on the first page, you read the first page and it says something like, you know, like uh, drop out, or, you know, you're good for nothing, you know, la, 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 la. And the yeah. word, I think it says slut, you know, and, and I mean, even as I try to <laughs> read that out loud, my heart still goes, 
right? But then I think on the other side, where I'm at today, that means I'm sexually liberated. That means I'm sexually open-minded. You know, I'm a dropout. That means that I'm very self Right. Right. I'm self-sufficient. So all of these, there's the connections, which gave me great hope overall. And so I'm able to reach a lot of people with just my basic story. Which and is beautiful, it, though. It's been unbelievable. Unbelievable. That, yeah. So excited. I definitely have it on my my list now to read because uh, that's Good. what I do in my spare time as well. Because <laughs> I love it. And that's why I started this podcast to give folks the voice and the opportunity to share their story and promote their things and everything. So I'm super excited and I'm, I'm glad that it's reaching people as well too. That's always an amazing thing to hear for sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now that we've sprinkled into some of the the darker topics, (laughs) now I have some fun random questions uh, from all these cards. They're just meant to be fun rapid fire just to get to know you and to kind of break up the tension in case anybody's listening to this and crying already so (laughs) (laughs) alrighty um let's see when you were in school did you have a favorite school subject uh well I did go to college oh nice (laughs) well then there we go that's good there we go you you think I was gonna stay a dropout (laughs) no I was determined no I got that high school diploma Oh, um, good. You know what? I it really enjoyed writing and biology. Oh, biology is, it was a struggle for me, but I really, I was like, this is very interesting. But yes. A lot. If you could meet any person in the world, who would it be? Oprah Winfrey. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I worked at um, the Ritz Carlton. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way not to say it with, in case they're listening, but I doubt it. And the summer before I started there, she visited the property I worked at and everybody was like, she was the nicest, sweetest human being ever. And I was just like, thanks for rubbing in. Thanks everyone. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, how are you brave today? By being honest, uncomfortably honest. That's always That's a good hard. It is, yes. really hard. Especially, yeah, with a story, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like to play video games? If so, which one? No, I'm not actually into media at all. Really? No, I'm very mindful on what's programming my thoughts. That's smart. I'm very mindful of that because remember we talked about the dogma. Yeah. And so one of the beautiful things is I stepped away from all of that, which means that I could find my authenticity easier and quicker. Which is smart. Yeah, I think we, well, I need to be better at it, but it's hard. Uh, last one. Would you rather play in the snow or swim in a pool? <sighs> I would rather sail a boat in the ocean. I mean, that would be much better than both those options. We own a sailboat. That's oh, what that's we do. So, <laughs> I just, I mean, I've never been sailboating, but I've been on, well, cruises, but that's a whole, but my father-in-law has a boat, so we'll go out and I'm just like, do I, I really like this? Like, this is really nice. So healing out there. It, I'm like, oh. yes. of course, I like to meditate and stuff. And my husband's yes. like, 
I'm going to go take pictures of her. And I'm like, you do you. (laughs) Exactly. Like I want nothing touristy. I just want me in the water. Yes, exactly. My husband and I will do, um, we will sail down from the East coast down Mm -hmm. to um, Antigua. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have my day skipper license. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told like, you got to write the second book. Right. Exactly. That's yeah, I've so done some awesome of now. now I'm a dive master, or excuse me, I'm a rescue diver. My husband's a dive master. So I didn't even know how to swim. I'm from the Midwest. I, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you weren't swimming much. <laughs> oh, maybe swimming for my life, but not for fun, you know? Oh, so that's awesome though. Yes. Yeah, so, oh my gosh. The ocean is so, in fact, that's where the guys are right now. They're out, they're out sailing. I'm getting ready for another bodybuilding competition. So I'm homebound. Oh, nice. Well, <laughs> next time you'll be there, I'm sure. Um, two last questions. Um, yeah. One, mental health. Just the tidbit that you always, I always ask um, every guest, something that you want to share that you do to keep your mental health in check. You've hit on a couple of things here or there, but what's something that you want to share as well? You know, as we spoke of like unplugging is extremely important. So what I do every morning is I set my alarm early And so I can go out and sit outside and I journal and I do some like spiritual reading. And then I do like some yoga, some stretching, some just kind of breathing into my body so I can connect with what's going on here before I go out and deal with what's going on out there. Yeah, because what's going on out there has been heavy these past couple of years. So absolutely. I'm right there with you. It's 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 very hard. I've been mindful of screen time now I've learned mm-hmm. that trick on iPhones that lets you know and I'm like it's like a game to me like how much can I cut it down now and I'm like <laughs> cool um, perfect so that's yes. always good I always recommend people unplug and don't read the comments um <laughs> recommendations always like to hear <laughs> any books or movies television shows or podcasts or music that you're obsessed with that you want to share with the world. I had to remember all of them. There's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. You yeah. know, what comes to mind as you gave me that list is the four agreements mm-hmm. by uh, Don Miguel was one of my very first, we'll say spiritual books. And it is, it's four agreements and they were mind blowing, you know, and it's talking about like, you know, be your authentic self, only speak of the truth, you know, don't take anything personally, you know, there's, and, and it, it's a very small book, but just applying all four of those, it, 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 you will totally see a, a, a dent in the change and the way you perceive things. So that was the first, my first text, I first think, thing. that I started yeah. that. So the four agreements, if you ever get a chance, I, I feel highly like I've recommend I've seen that. it and I've heard about it. I need to get it clearly. (laughs) This is a sign to go get it for sure. Yes, it is. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Well, other than that, I always want to give you opportunity to plug any projects that you're working on. um, Let listeners know where they can get your book, anything like that. And I will put the links down below because us millennials are lazy and we're like, where's the link? (laughs) So (laughs) the floor is yours again. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to have a team And so we created a a beautiful website. And so it's the same name as the book, themakingofawoman.com. 
And there you'll see, you know, you can purchase the book from there. Of course, you can purchase this on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and all of those other sites. But the, the website also then shows you, um, you know, some of the events I've been doing, um, the speaking areas, uh, the podcast I've been on, because as you can tell, I have different entities of my yeah. being. And so, you know, like kink in the chain. That is a totally awesome podcast um, that talked about like that sexual liberation, for instance. So, you know, going through and looking at that would be, um, I would recommend that. No, um, and then also, you know, I do some blogging and also all of my social links, all of my social channels are on there. And so even though I have this team that, you know, works magic in the background, I'm the one who's answering my messages. Like I'm the one who's talking, like I said, that that oh, husband that's asking me that question or, you know, so, so, so that's know that. That's refreshing to you know. know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and also what we're working on is like consultations because I have an abundance of folks who are like, I just want to run something by you, you know? And so it's like, all right, we need to start scheduling some stuff a little bit more. Um, and then also just to be able um, more in the in the, the female liberation aspect of things, I think there's a lot of um, need for yes. um, women to find their power. Yes, especially at the Supreme it, Court. Scream it, but mm. to find it. Yes. Yeah. So those are some of the things on my agenda. Oh, good. Well, and I'll, I'll definitely put the link below. Um, and before we wrap this up, I do have to commend you. I love your pictures and everything. I'm all about a strong woman. I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid, yes. only for the females because they are strong. <laughs> like, oh, I just love it so much. One of my best friends, she actually, she's been doing competitions and stuff. She actually just had one. So she, oh. I'm going to send her information, <laughs> your information to her. So she, I can Yay. be like, hey, check this out. Because she's getting into that that realm. And I just love a good, strong woman. So cool. And so. I, uh, I did nationals last year and I placed third. Awesome. So I am getting ready, like I said, for my show now. Um, and I hope to get my um, my pro card this year in November. So you're going to get it. I'm putting it in the universe. It's going to happen. Put it happen, out there for me, baby. And I'm super <laughs> excited for it. Well, I'll put, I'll put in the work and you put out the mojo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for taking time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, stay safe out there. Stay chill and cool, too, because right. of the heat. No, um, no, but I do appreciate you for taking time and chatting with me today. Such a lovely chat with Jules. Be sure to go check out her book and other podcast appearances. Go follow her on Instagram. I have linked her link tree down in the episode um, notes. So be sure to do that because I love a good link tree moment. Uh, for Meditation Minutes um, for this month in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, I thought I'd do a little something different and read some of my favorite slash ones that I found quotes um, about mental health. And the first one's from Kristen Bell, who I adore and has talked out a lot about uh, mental health and the stigma around it and all that. Um, so here it is. Anyone can be affected despite their level of success or their place on the food chain. In fact, there is a good chance you know someone who is struggling with it since nearly 20% of American adults face some form of mental illness in their lifetime. So why aren't we talking about it, Kristen Bell? Ponder that over. That's, that's a lot, 20% of adults. That's just adults. Think about the children, too, as well. Um, yeah, ponder that over and enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. 
Well, that's all I have for you this episode, but not this week, because there is another episode that is out right now as well. Go check it out. It's with somebody who is related and found out later in life to Harriet Tubman, which is pretty iconic and awesome. So be sure to go follow my journey. Go follow Jules' journey as well, too, because making a woman, come on. It's, we love a strong, empowering woman here. So go get her book, go follow her, do everything. Again, link down below in the um, episode description. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> and it's nice to be back, especially during Mental Health Month. Um, I do want to, you know, put a little other spotlight on that as well, too. If you or anybody you know is struggling out there, which, girl, we all are at one point, um, they actually have a new number for mental health um, in suicide prevention, 988. Again, 988. There is no age requirement. Um, Even if you just need to talk to somebody and you're not even completely suicidal, no matter what, holidays, anything, got a phone you could call 988 so i always like to spread that message um for everybody just in case you need it we all do at some point i'm sure but again thank you so much um you can go follow me on social media at sir stephen rice on instagram twitter and tiktok <laughs> yeah you'll do that and it's also linked down below because that's who i am stay safe out there And until next time, have a fantastic day. I'm nailing it.